1: Hello and welcome to our Sunday Q&A session. Thank you for joining us. Happy happy Sunday. First question, Matt.
2: Uh, Is a 35-day suspension from Parliament really the best we can think of by way of punishment for an MP who's been caught red-handed trying to sell himself to the gambling industry? (laughs) Whatever happened to hanging, drawing and quartering? Highland girl on Spotify. Very good. What a good question. Well, indeed. indeed. This refers to... Scott Benton? Benton, yeah. Yeah, Who, who, uh, where is he, Blackpool? Uh, Blackpool South, who yeah. last week was uh, handed a, a well a recommendation of a thirty five day suspension yeah. by the Standards Committee, and this means there is a real chance that if the Commons carries that, he will uh, face a petition for recall, and there'll be a by election, and it's yeah. a very narrow majority, so yeah. Labour could win that seat. But this
1: is a this is a great point. Where, it is a very good point. You know, I mean, obviously we're not advocating the return of capital punishment. No, we're
2: actually against that. I but think, nevertheless. It Um, is. If you put in that context, it's quite tempting. I'm I'm
1: just trying to think now. So, say you're, um, you know, like a managing director of a medium-sized business, and you breach the trust of that business to such a degree. Well, you get fired for gross misconduct, but also the police get called in. You know, the cops would be called in immediately. And if you're prosecuted for a breach of trust like that, you go to jail quite often because it's
2: considered a heinous crime. Yes. So even though we you know moderates that we are stop short of hanging drawing and quartering yeah i think the implication of highland girls excellent question which is is that really enough is a good one which is we're going to have to i mean it's a huge discussion for the next government which is how do you win back trust and i think that the sanctions that are presently available to parliament um don't go far enough because a lot of these sleaze allegations and which are often true don't just involve good chaps being good chaps. They involve outright corruption. Yes. And I, I would like to see people in the dock yeah. for some of these um, well, totally. transgressions. I
1: mean, innocence until proven guilty and all yes, that. No, well, and Presumably and the- Scott Benton, um, if he is making a case of his innocence, would like to see that... Uh, talked through in a court of law get his so, name you know, cleared and all get there. his name cleared so he should welcome uh, yeah. prosecution by the uh, but I, I,
2: I do think I do think that if, if Parliament is to avoid the uh, image which it has of being a self-serving club for all of the things that have happened since the Nolan Report in 95 there have been reforms but they're not working they're not you know, the yeah. system isn't working. Because if it was, party gate wouldn't have happened. Exactly you know, that's right. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, so it does need huge reform. And I think it's low-hanging fruit for Keir Starmer, actually. Because yeah. in practice, it won't cost a bean. I mean, it will cost a little bit. No. But this is this is a an issue waiting to be sorted. And it's just the sort of thing an incoming government could make a lot of good noise with. Yeah,
1: because without it, the impression stands... That there's one law for them and one law for yeah, the, and, and for the you, others, you know.
2: you know. People are puzzled why governments around the world are not getting credit for economic improvements. And the reason is that people don't trust politicians anymore, yeah, yeah. which is uh, really bad news for progressive governments. Because the right sits with populism because it doesn't like passing laws that change and improve people's yeah. lives. But progressives do. Yeah. And to have a, a situation where no one trusts anyone in the political situation is is dangerous. And so all this has to be looked at. it be again, interesting
1: to know. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe some legal experts can write into the two mats at yeah. tnepublishing.com. Is, is this kind of thing... Has he actually broken a law
2: well i 'd like to know that because you know, if it, he
1: hasn't that's a, that's a huge problem you
2: know yeah. that, has he broken the law because of course one of the weirdnesses is that m p s are self employed yeah so how does that work yeah. um who 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 is with whom has he breached trust other than yeah. parliament and yeah. you know as you can imagine, the legal status of parliament is very weird and based on convention rather than yeah so maybe maybe there's actually not a law to to, no and i think i think this is a good area to get into and people get very very nervous of oh you know you mustn't parliament must be completely insulated from any kind of legal It's bollocks well Well, you know there's a kind of fetishized sovereignty of parliament thing we've talked about about before and i think that um actually the more scrutiny yeah, parliament totally. is subject to the better of all kinds i think kinds. it
1: should be the absolute inverse of that i think yeah, they should be they should be pristine and if they're not they should be prosecuted all right thank you very much for that Good Highland question. girl. great question and that came via spotify, By so, spotify so, so if you're listening on coming. spotify there's a little box right underneath our sort of page where you can just type in your question and uh, we'll, so we'll please them do again. that we do see them and we will answer them next question please so on immigration policy, can you tell me why Sunak keeps saying it's what British people want? This is a great question. Is this from the days when Brexit happened? There is an awful lot of people who didn't vote for that. I feel ashamed to be British every time he says that. And that's from Anthony Loca- Locatis. Excuse me, Anthony, if I've pronounced that wrong, but Locatis, I'm guessing. Thank Well, it's for the a question.
2: very good question. Yeah. Um, and I think one that we feel strongly about, I mean, you kind of read our minds, um, Look, I mean, here my answer, Matt, would be that it isn't what the British people want and that their attitude on immigration is much more nuanced and much more sexual. It is true that if you ask people, are they concerned about immigration, they say yes. But that question and answer disguises a, a range of opinion that I think Sunak either chooses to or genuinely doesn't understand. Um, and yes, I Agree with the second part. I think Brexit, partly because of the Remain campaign's refusal to engage with immigration because they were frightened that it was leaves turf, mm. a poison has entered the political bloodstream, which yeah. is very dangerous. I yeah. don't know what you think about that.
1: Well, I agree completely. And we touched on it on our Friday podcast, which is this idea that, I mean, I don't know what the British people think. No well, one the, does. There's no I mean, such it's no thing
2: monolithic opinion. But,
1: yeah. but what I do know is that any rational person when faced with a choice between appalling waiting times at the nhs or stopping a couple of hundred people from coming over uh, on dinghies or shipping a couple of hundred people out to Rwanda, I'm pretty sure that most people would say, well, I'd sooner have quicker cancer treatment. Thank you very much. Can you sort that out? You know, So where it sits on the priority list is the right question, I think. And I I would suspect it's way down the list, but it probably sits on Paul Dacre's list very high up, which is why people like Rishi Sunak, because they're weak, say or oh, let's what can we give what red meat can we throw to the daily mail you know yes. to excite them because that'll bring all the so-called laughably f- called five families back on board you know because they'll think we're all nasty and and hard
2: you know that's that's the kind of th- sad thing and also words really matter in this i um, frank luntz uh, is a very experienced u.s pollster has a book i forget its title which is all about how political language can get contaminated or um or elevated and the truth is that what's happened is that the word immigration has come to be a proxy word for scary change yeah yeah. um and the word asylum seeker which you know ought to be a, a term that invites at least uh you know a a measure of compassion and principle of charity has come to be seen as oh you know scroungers coming here to to take what's interesting is if you poll people on asylum seekers they're hostile if you poll people on refugees they're much more understanding right so you can talk about the same Group right. of people, just different. The word. same population, yeah. same demographic, but use a different word. Wow! Uh, but that's because lang- political language, as all said, is really important. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it really matters. And I, I think that we've seen a poisoning of of um, of language in this, which is a very very urgent matter to be addressed. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, Anthony, for your question.
0: It's that time of the year. Thank you for listening
1: to The Two Mats. And if you like the kind of conversations we have here, there are loads more to be had in print and online at the New European. Uh, and I have got a very special offer for all listeners of The Two Mats. We are giving away copies of Alistair Campbell's Diaries 2023, which is a book we're publishing this month. Uh, it's fantastic. Diary full of everything that's happened, all the people he's met, and anybody who's uh, a fan of Alistair Campbell's diaries over the years know how brilliantly he turns them out. He is very much a latter-day Samuel Pepys. He really is. He is. So you can get a free copy of Alistair Campbell's diaries, 2023 worth £20 when you subscribe to the New European from as little as £1 a week. Or if you like getting the newspaper delivered to your door every single week, you can have that for just another pound a week. And that's a 75% saving on the price you'll pay at the newsagents. To get this great offer, go to www.theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats that's the number two m-a-t-t-s tell them i sent you and you'll get your free copy of alistair campbell's diary 2023 delivered to you in time for christmas
2: next question please Would it be a smart move by Labour to advocate the introduction of ID cards as one measure to tackle illegal immigration, particularly those who disappear after arriving from Trevor Dobson? Thank you, Trevor. What do you reckon,
1: Matt? Well, so uh, maybe we'll disagree on this. I I have never had a problem or seen the fundamental issue with having an ID card. I just don't get it, to be honest. Um, And people say, oh, it's all about, you know, Britain's somehow exceptional in the fact that we don't have to carry ID cards around. I've just thought... You know why not? If it makes life easier, if it makes you more identifiable to people who have a right to see, and there's a consensus that, you know, your ID card could be demanded in these circumstances, what's what's the big deal? You know, unless you've well, got a, to hide.
2: The, the, uh, Actually, we don't disagree at all. Right. But but okay. the but the the devil's advocate point, which is yeah. made by people on left and right, actually, which is a sort of Magna Carta Runnymede right. uh, position, which is once you're through the borders of the uk you are free born and free from interference by the authorities okay that's the line which is why id cards in that according to that very antiquated school of thought are a bad idea the truth is that actually we carry about 10 id cards with us already i mean our phones are way more yeah. Uh, porous and um, subject to scrutiny than any ID card yeah. would be and all of our credit cards and goodness knows what are too and the plus of, of ID cards um, as Trevor implies would be that actually it would make it much easier to trace migrants you know to, if, if you're talking about a phased system of settlement you know if you have ID cards you know where people are Yeah. Um, and at the moment you don't Yeah. and so I think people who fear ID cards have a sort of image of the Stasi stopping in the street and saying <laughs> yeah, papers, your you papers know, are not in, your order. Papers in order, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know the police are entitled already to to ask for identification right. of some kind. You know, it, it, so I think it's an on issue. I think that it, it it has a sort of strange toxicity around it, but it's a totally old toxicity, yeah, and yeah. I think. That it would be a very sensible reform
1: yeah I, on a practical point i would lose it within two days so it would have yeah. to be something that you could put on your phone
2: absolutely but i mean imagine how much how useful it would be you know on a health basis so yeah, like, yeah. encrypted on your on, on your and this would be controversial too but i actually think that if you were admitted to casualty your id card would carry all of the information about your blood type about yeah. your donor, organas, donor organs, organs, everything that stuff, like that yeah. Yeah. i mean it, it's Put it this way, it's all it is is nationalizing things that we have in private sector form already. You know, yeah. we, we carry all these things already and then some. An ID yeah. card would carry so much less than our phones. Yeah, so I d-
1: I've never got it, and it's. Uh, I'm happy to. Hear you do, You don't quite understand it either. It's. Some
2: people get very
1: hung up I on. Think, it, I think. I it? think
2: it's. It, it. It's. It used to be part of English exceptionalism. There was a kind of libertarian yeah. strand, English individualism, that you were able to stride like Dick Whittington around the streets of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the one thing <laughs> you, you might have a cat in a knapsack, <laughs> but no one was yeah. going to ask you for a. Bloody ID cards, so right? right. Yeah. This is sort of um, <laughs> yeah. toy town talk, really. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I think it would have some great positive benefits as so well. So there you
1: go, Trevor. We we both think it's uh, a smart move, but I doubt it will happen. Um, next question.
2: Ah, yeah.
1: Benjamin Zephaniah, Shane McGowan, Alistair Darling all die too young. Putin, Trump, Murdoch enjoy robust health. Is the devil real? Asks Michael Rosenthal. Thank I mean, you,
2: here we are already. It's not... Yeah, Christmas, but already deep in theology, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean, um, I don't think any of those three, I mean, first of all, it is very sad, as we said yeah. that, that that week when they all died, that Benjamin Joseph and I, Shane McGowan, Alistair Darling all died yeah. too young. They certainly did. Um, I don't think Putin, Trump and Murdoch are enjoying robust health, actually. No. I think Trump um, looks as if he does because he's sort of like an inflated balloon yeah. compared to... Biden, the great irony of Biden, I can't be said often enough, is that he he keeps himself very fit and rides on his bike, but it makes him look older. Yeah. Whereas Trump, it sort of now looks ageless. Because he's He's bloaty and tanned. Well, he's bloaty and tanned. And I mean, how old is he? He looks like someone who's lived in Florida for 150 years. Um, But I don't think he enjoys robust health. And the rumours around Putin were that he was
1: seriously ill, wasn't yes. he? Yes,
2: and indeed on uh, today, Thursday, he's uh, returned for his a- annual Q&A and press conference. Yes, um, lots and of challenging questions. Apparently from 2 track. million piercing <laughs> and you know, you know, <laughs> challenging questions have been, yeah. uh, have been placed by adoring citizens of, um, of yeah. the Russian Federation. Um, but that in itself just uh, en passant is very bad news because it shows that he's feeling good about Ukraine and probably feeling good about the possible return of Trump
1: and and to Michael's point is the devil real do you have any views on spiritual matters I
2: would as they say in the Labour Party like to remit that question because I think 2024 is going to give us a pretty good sense of whether the devil is real I mean if Trump wins um, and if God forbid the Conservatives pull off a, you know, a sort of miracle fifth yeah. term, then I'm all in with the Satan yeah. Rules Well, as,
1: as Nick Cave said, I don't believe in an interventionist God, but right now, if we could have an interventionist God... It would be
2: yes, if good you're music. up there, and yeah. uh, I don't know if God is a listener to the Two <laughs> Mads podcast, Godcast, yeah. um, we would... 2024 yeah. is the year we need a bit of help, I think. Yes,
1: please. Thank you, Michael, for your question. Next question, please.
2: Which is a better reflection of Britain today, Slow Horses or The Crown? From Jane in Primrose Hill.
1: You're going to have to take this on because I've seen neither.
2: Okay, well, uh, let's start with The Crown because everyone has a view on that. The Crown um, is in its last season and it's divided into two, which grand TV series do with their seasons. The Sopranos used to do that as well. And the second tranche, the final tranche, just dropped this morning Thursday. Oh, right i watched the first episode of the second tranche which was better i have to say than the uh, first tranche of the last series which was terrible it was all right. about diana and right. really you know ag- agony at some points but i do think that the the crown which at one point was the sort of maypole rich, around which national culture gambled has has reached the end not just in terms of the chronology but it no longer has its sort of fascination if indeed it ever had any um so i think it's you know time to draw a veil over that yeah slow horses on the other hand yeah um which is something i love from the start because I, I i do like the the mick Heron books very much with gary oldman playing this uh, it's on apple tv plus yeah. uh, pl- playing jackson lamb who who runs a, a sort of outhouse of mi5 who are all the losers and the exiles so they're called the slow slow horses because it's called slow house and it sort of feels very much like the end of days tory era britain you know it's very (laughs) decrepit you know there's a certain kind of in in the figure of jackson lamb who's flatulent and eats takeaway food and drinks too much and smokes there's a sort of expertise but everything is shabby and tawdry and it feels like sitting in a in a very dilapidated nhs waiting room but with spies you know so i think i think in terms of uh, zeitgeist, Slow Horses is right. right on the money
1: and I have to say this is about the third or fourth time it's been mentioned in glowing terms so I'll have to, yeah, it, I'll have it, to tune in Yeah, this is the third
2: season and I think they've had a fourth confirmed but it, but it obviously Gary Oldman it is can carry anything Superb, yeah but I think it's not just that I think it, it does it does map onto how we feel right you know and it's rather wonderful because the 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 theme tune is sung by Mick Jagger and it's there's okay. a lot of class in it the great right. great ensemble team but Kristen Scott Thomas is one of the the posh MI5 bosses in they, they set they relocate the the proper MI5 headquarters to Regent's Park okay so they talk, they talk about the park okay. going to the park okay. um, but it speaks to something to do with the, the feeling of shabbiness okay. that we're all suffering from at Great, so it's a recommendation from you. Definitely, yeah, definitely.
1: Brilliant. Okay, thank you. And that's it. That's the last question. Thank you, Jane. If you've got any questions, please send them in to 2MATS, that's the number 2, M-A-T-T-S, at tnepublishing.com, and we will answer as many as we get. We we'll certainly will. We'll do our will. very best. Or if you're listening on Spotify, like I said earlier, you can just tap into the little box, the the box that they put up there. You can ask your questions and we do get to see them. And we love your feedback. Please, please. send us any questions, any feedback. And if you like the show, please do recommend it. We are very, very delighted to have growing numbers of uh, listeners every week. So that's fantastic. And down to your following. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Don't forget your uh, subscription offer for the new European. You can get a free copy of Alistair Campbell's Diaries 2023, which are a fascinating chronicle of the year we've just lived through you can get them uh, absolutely free of charge worth 20 quid with a subscription to the new european from just one pound a week so until next week
2: have a happy sunday have
1: a great sunday
2: bye-bye
0: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen